Hi guys, welcome to Touch by Prayer. I hope you guys are excited because I have two guests today. Yeah, it is going to be so much fun. I have Dennis Renier and I have Nick Padovini. He is a pastor here in New Jersey. He's written books. And of course, Dennis Renier, who's um, been on the show, actually both have been on the show, but uh, Dennis has been on the show and we just love him. And he always brings so much to the table. And so we are going to talk about a couple things. We're going to talk about um, just about identity. We're going to talk about who you are in Christ. We're going to talk about the importance of knowing your identity and about really living a kingdom way of living and a king and having that kingdom mentality. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about like being a, a father or a mother. We're going to talk about the John 151 event. And if you guys don't know what John 151 is, I actually went to it last year. It was in uh, Pennsylvania. And it was so fantastic. I mean, the worship was off the charts. It was Jason Upton. And I just, I cried, I think, for half of the conference because <laughs> he was just so, he was just so amazing. So that was incredible. But the speakers and and just the entire, um, the entire event, it, it really is based on uh, John 151, which is um, in the new, in the new King James, it actually says, um, or actually it's in the King James, he said to him, most assuredly, I say to you that you shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the son of man, because it really is showing about who Jesus is. I mean, there was that opening that he was saying, this is who I am and this is what you're going to see. And I'm going to start to show you. And I believe that as we're moving into this new, this new season, we are going to start to really see the sons and daughters of the Lord who are going to truly start to operate in the callings and their destiny and into the things that they've been, that we are supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be living a supernatural lifestyle. We are supposed to be laying hands on the sick and they should be recovering. We should be um, raising the dead. We should be casting out demons. I mean, these are the things that we should be doing. It is what Jesus instructed us to do. And so I really believe that as we start to know who we are, we're going to start to be able to really walk into that. So I'm super excited excited to to bring in Dennis Renier and uh, Nick Padovini to the show. Hi, Dennis. We're going to bring up Nick in just a second. Hi, guys. How Hi, are you? Lisa, how are you? <laughs> Hello. Oh, my gosh. Well, first of all, you guys are my favorites. So I love both Thanks. of you. I think you guys are so awesome. And I'm so excited about the fact that you guys are doing something together, which is so much fun. I love that. I love when kingdom like meets and they get to do something together. Amen. So, so this is going to be fun. And I think, and you're, you're actually having it at Nick's church, which is, That's um, correct. which the is going to be super. Yeah. So I'm going yeah. to do, I'm going to do this. There we go. Now we can see each other because <laughs> we were all like squished up. It was a little, <laughs> it was a little tight. Just saying <laughs> I can breathe now. I can breathe. Can you? Oh, good. Mm -hmm. I'm okay. So, all right. So I, I really left this, um, this whole night um, open for conversation because I really felt like God wants to talk about a bunch of things. I didn't felt, I felt like it wasn't because both of you are, you guys both have such a father's heart. You have both a kingdom heart and you also, you're really looking to, to be that, that changer, that game changer in people's lives. So, so what is it that you guys are, are really getting excited about for, 
for the, the John 151 event? What are some of the things that you really are excited and feeling that the Holy Spirit's going to be moving on? And whoever well, would like I'm to answer. I'm excited just um, because of what God does in people's lives so much, you know, at these events, you know, you're talking about and they're crying, but over and over again, um, we, we experience, you know, where, where people have really the idea of religion and legalism and things that keep them from feeling they've got to jump through a bunch of hoops for God to ever use them. Uh, see that broken off of their lives and, and a new level of freedom and liberty uh, that that they as sons and daughters can actually be used themselves and, and that they're not on the sidelines and 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 that. And so, you know, you're talking about, you know, that's the point of the scripture you were just reading a moment ago. And you shall see the heavens open. Some translations say now. Like it's mm. not a waiting thing for the future someday, but um, but that means you know when we're talking about identity, we're talking about like Jesus is in you now. It's not like someday. It's not like you have to wait in order for God to use you. Um, often we lack revelation of who we are, which keeps us from doing that. So that's that's a big part of what we're doing. So we you know we're going to see the prophetic. Um, in terms of speaking into people's lives from from an outward, hopefully that's also going to stimulate, uh, you know, people that they can hear from God for themselves as well, um, and then and move us into a different kind of a, a, a place from going from you know a performance thing uh, to a, a freedom, um, just being able to show up, be who you are, and know that God can speak to you and God can release kingdom wherever it is that you go, and that you really are a son. Um, that you really are, uh, you know, a son, meaning that you actually have his DNA and you, and you have a father um, who you are replicating and you are imitating and that is now manifesting wherever people go. So, so you know, that it's so simple but so profound. I think oftentimes people want to get, we want to jump into the supernatural um, and, and, and that which I'm all for. But if we don't, if we don't figure out like who we are in the midst of that, then we end up in performance again. And and the enemy usually attacks people when they don't know who they are, and then and not their gifts. And if he attacks them, it shuts down their gifts. So it's really important for uh, you know for people to know who they are. And then, you know uh, you know the scripture there talks about that that the angels of God would ascend and descend upon the Son of Man. And so you know understanding that you're not the same person you used to be, that you were crucified with Christ. Um, it wasn't just Jesus that died. Um, you died with him, and now you have a new nature inside of you. It's the nature of God. And, and, and with that, um, now now allows you to understand the Galatians 2.20, where Paul says it's no longer um, I that live, but Christ that lives inside of me. So so the, the scriptures say that those angels are ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. Well, the Son of Man lives in every believer today. Um, and so those angels are ascending and descending upon us, which is, is really a reference to the Old Covenant and speaking about Jacob and surely God was in this place and it was speaking about Revelation, an open heaven um, that was in a, in a place there that now um, goes wherever the people of God go. And so we're really now speaking about this idea of understanding um, that that you know angels are always 
um, following us around as sons and daughters. Um, they're, they're assigned to us, and they're assigned to be messengers that actually are carriers of the revelation of God. And then we have the Spirit of God inside of us. And so, and so, you know, instead of waiting for the the heavens to be opened, like to be honest with you, I I don't go to conferences that are about trying to get the heaven open. I don't do it because to me, like that's making me work for something that's already been given. So anyway, I don't want to talk all the time because Nick has all these profound things to say. And, and so I, I want to give him a chance to kind of uh, connect too. But, uh, you know, that's kind of a way to get us on the road maybe. Yeah. Oh, man. that I was feeling the heat on that. I wanted to keep going. That open heaven sense. You know, uh, Lisa, I, I, um, I think it was probably almost two years ago that someone from my church had seen uh, Dennis at, at one of the events. I don't think it was a John 151 event, but they brought back his book uh, to me and just suggested that I read it. And I, I get a lot mm -hmm. of books. There's a lot of stuff that people recommend I read and I, I just, I can't, you know, you can't get to it all. You know, there's a lot, a lot of stuff going on. So, <laughs> um, so I kind of shelved it for a little bit. No, you know, no offense, Dennis, but I didn't, you know, no, no, no problem. It happens often. <laughs> and, <laughs> And, you know, I it was, I remember where I was, I was in this room and, and, and I had it like at eye level on my shelf and just something told me to open it up. I just, you know, I just yeah. felt I got to open this thing up. So I opened it up and I just, I didn't start at the beginning. I opened up right into the middle and there was a quote that, that he gave about the kingdom of God and about the release of revelation that. It is like revelation is the currency of heaven. It is it is the transaction and the power that releases everything we already wow. have. And I just as soon as I kept reading this, I, I just knew in my heart I have to connect with this guy. I just I, wow. I have to uh, I have to find out you know how how I can meet him. So we so we ended up meeting at a at a mutual friend's home. It was actually a house church gathering. And um and anyway. It, it, Lisa, what you said about God connecting people—it's—it's it's really cool because I just—I felt a kindred spirit with Dennis, and he ended up coming to our church, and we learned more about this—the um, John one fifty one events that he does. Amen. And I just, yeah, I, I knew we we had to move forward with this, and I think if we could see like what's going on in the in the atmosphere right now in the spirit realm if we had full vision right if we had full open eyed vision to to the the you know the the realm around us it would be amazing what's going on there is there is a, there is an exodus happening and a judgment on the religious spirit um all over the world and yeah. it doesn't you know always appear that way it doesn't always look like, you know, there's all this all, all this freedom going on. But I'm telling you, there is victory after victory unfolding in the spirit realm. And for people who are wanting to connect with what God is doing, um, he really is bringing people to these gathering points. And this this event is one of them. But there's many things happening where God is like God is really bringing his sons and daughters together in order for us to to step into the victory that heaven is already releasing. So, so I, so anyway, I'm just, there's a lot there, but I'm, I'm excited about what God is doing. And I'm, I'm really excited about this, this connection that God has brought about. So. Yeah, yeah man. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. I'm excited to be working with you too, Nick. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, that's really, that really is to me, like, um, is, is really the key, you know, um, from trying to figure out, you know, this whole thing uh, about being sons and daughters. Well, I think that one of, of the God, things that, um, who, that really excites me. 
What's up? Is there something going on? I think there might be a delay. Oh, is there a real delay? Okay, okay. I just wanted so you guys can definitely hear me. Yes. We yes, can I hear can you. hear you. Okay. Yeah, I, I, you I, I can't hear anything. I'm, make room for you. I'm now having to listen. I, it's it's just it's part of it. That's all it is. That's okay. Right. Anyway, Amen. Um, Amen. what I love that that you guys both have a similar you you both have that similar mindset that you really want to try to pull people out of their their place of, of just status quo and really set them off into a place where they can really move into the things that God has called them into. And that's what I, that's what I really love is that, you know, because especially like with Dennis, Dennis, you know, being so prophetic and, and being a prophet, like as you start to release all these different words into people's life, like there is a game change. There is a shift that happens. And that's one of the things that I really noticed when I actually went to the John 151 event is that there is like there, this is a place, it's like a well that you can go and you can get life-giving words. You can get your, yourself completely, um, equipped both uh spiritually and and also like uh and being fed like being fed very well and that's one of the things that i i truly loved about the entire event from the worship to the prophecies to the teachings to everything that happened it really is just a um event and i love that you call it an event and not a conference <laughs> I, I have to say that like i do love that you say that it's an event because it really is because like sometimes when you go to an event an event is almost like you have an expectation i don't i yeah, think that I mean, people have stopped having expectations at conferences what do you think uh, yeah it's possible I, I you know i i don't i don't go to all the conferences and stuff and don't know all the people but you know i you know i think you know if the expectation i think would would shift from being about the event necessarily or about the conference, but really about God himself. And I guess that's part of the shift that I really look uh, for people to have, even in the event that it's, that the event itself is, is not, is not what it's about. It's a catalyst about how to connect people to connecting to the father himself. And, and so, you know, I think sometimes what we do is we go to events sometimes and the focus is, is, is on a man. And even though, um, or it's on a prophet or it's on an apostle. And even though there's value um, in that, if the heart is right, both with the people that are releasing as well as the people that are receiving, it can be an awesome convergence in terms of what the kingdom of God um, um, would, uh, you know, begin to manifest or the revelation that, that people would get out of that. But I, I think if, if it just becomes about just another conference kind of idea, like, you know, I expect God to show up, you know, and the reason why, you know, somebody was asking me this just a couple of weeks ago, like, you know, because I believe he, can, he can't help but show up because people there um, have God inside of them. And so when he shows up, the expectation is um, it's not really me expecting or a hope in the sense of hope that God would do something. It's expectation of a knowing of a knowing that God is there because people carry the presence of God and God wants to see them come into who they're supposed to be. So there's going to be not only uh, a presence of God inside of people, but, but a presence of God that is on people as well. And, and so you, you have both where there's a coming and going. And, and I think when we, when we come together, 
um, with this thing where we really are, are, are pointing back to God um, to be the source um, that, that he honors that in a way that's different than he honors different events. You know, like I, I think sometimes, you know, there's, there's a tendency where things can get perverted. And and they can be and they can be perverted perverted for our own agenda. Uh, what what I like to try to come back to, and I know Nick has the same heart as I do. This way, as you were just talking about um, about fathering, like you know, like I'm not necessarily trying to figure out like how to promote myself more um, in this season of my life. I'm trying to figure out like how do I back off to make more room for other people and for God to, to for them to have experiences with God. And so there, there's this tug and pull uh, of like, you know, how to expect. Like I found that God actually moves even when we don't expect him to, uh, you know. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes yes. the fallacy is that the expectation causes God to do more. And oftentimes um, if, the, if, if I can become content in the, in, in, the, in the expectation of just knowing, not hoping, but knowing that God is the same all the time. Like, like, like he, he is, he is going to be faithful that if we are seeking after him, that he is going to show up and he's going to manifest and he's going to reveal himself. So that's why, like, you know, like, you know, sometimes when I speak certain places, I talk about like Smith Wigglesworth idea uh, uh, of how he looked at, at how God would use him. And he would say, when God's not moving, I'll get him moving. And, and if we could get like every believer to understand that God is inside of them and that they can get the atmosphere stimulated with the presence of God by releasing what's inside of them. But often the lack of revelation or the lack of confidence causes people to think, well, who am I? Because they don't know that it's Jesus. They, they think it's still them sometimes. And they think that they accepted Jesus, but they don't know that it's Jesus that if they just relax and would learn how to be who they are, and stuff that they would actually see there be a manifestation of Jesus. And that's what we get to see in these conferences or the, this event, if you will, um, you know, as we get to see, like, you know, I make room for every minister to say, Hey, I, I don't need you to be something. Just be you. When Jason Upton comes and we just say, Hey, just be you. Because yeah. I believe in who Jesus is inside of him. Yeah. And, and if other people can see that, they themselves can also learn that maybe, maybe I can just be me. Maybe I don't have to be this or that. And they see a dynamic of different people being used differently. You know, you know, Nick has his own gifting and revelation. Jason has his own gifting and revelation. Wesley and Stacy have their own. And when you start to see, wow, God uses a lot of different people that are a lot different. And God and the same God shows up, and then people start to get some of this stuff broken off of them. God speaks over them, and maybe God can speak to me now. And maybe this doesn't just happen to have to happen in an event anymore. Maybe this can now like happen when I go to Walmart. Maybe, you yeah. know, and I don't like to limit it to that either. But maybe this can happen through my business. Maybe if I'm an artist or something like that, maybe God could show up, uh, you know, through this area, or maybe God's called into government and all of a sudden like it's the same god and, and the presence of god in me doesn't change because of my expectation to have a good day or a bad day or because i'm in an event or because i'm in a conference or because i'm in church but like that same god you know that that touched me in those places because i i took time out to 
to, to, to you know, um, have an experience or have an encounter with God. Now, maybe I can just extend that encounter by beginning to walk in the revelation that he gave me in, 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 a, in a place or a meeting or a specific time. And maybe I could become a carrier of that um, revelation like all the time rather than saying, okay, I just have to have a spiritual atmosphere created around me in order for God to use me. You know, um, mm. to me, that's what's exciting is like, like, you know, some people are looking for revival um, to be like extended meetings all the time. And, and I'm not sure like that that's what God's doing in this next season. Uh, I, I mean, I, I mean, I want, I mean, I, I'm good for, you know, I think we should gather. I'm just saying like some people are thinking like if we could have like two years of extended meetings and worship every night of the week and stuff like that, just have people come. I think God's doing something bigger than that today. Yeah. And I think the harvest is, and it's, that's why it's so important. And that's why there's so much emphasis on the, this today is that, you know, there is passion in my heart as I'm speaking right now about the subject that I didn't expect that even happen. But see, when you start talking about it, it happens. And it's that, it's that, the revival that God has in terms of bringing dead things back to life, because that's our nature. Like everywhere that we go in culture, it, it's so much bigger than a meeting. It's so much bigger than an event. If every one of us get that, let's say there's, you know, 500 people at the event and seven, 500 people go out and get that. And everywhere that they go, I mean, Jesus only had like 12. I mean, Talk about like, you know, harvest and talk about souls coming to Jesus. I mean, uh, I mean, this is exciting because that part of it, like the true apostolic, that's what this is about. You know, mm -hmm. the true apostolic is about re reproducing and releasing people and, and, and them coming into the understanding. It's not about it's not about fathers that are in a place or mothers in a place where it's like, look at me and look what I can do. It's, it's about fathers and mothers that also have, have, they've come into a revelation of their own security to say, you know what, man, if I can do this and now I can figure out how to get other people to walk in that same kind of revelation and then get out of the way and watch them run. I mean, who cares who gets the credit? I mean, what's really important is that God is like now showing up because you have people that know who they are and they're not like they're not like I have to be Dennis Rainier, or I have to be Nick Adavoni, or I have to be Jason Upton, or I have to be Lisa Perna, or whoever it is. It's like, man, I'm a, I'm enough because Jesus is enough. Yeah. And, and when they start to get that, you know, uh, to me, that's like, that's fire, that's powerful. Yeah. Um, you know, that's that's what I'm that's what I'm looking for in, in, in terms of in terms of other people. I just think it's exciting to see a harvest. You know, you got. Right now, you have a guy, you know, that it, you know, is being used. Some people criticize it, you know. Uh, Kanye West uh, being being pulled up out um, of a place that nobody thought he would come from, and then some people get bothered. They're like, "Oh man, I didn't, I didn't think Jesus could use Kanye West." I mean, you know, he was a sinner and he was like not living for the Lord. He's a rapper, but you know, when Jesus gets a hold of someone, he can use anybody. And how I look at that is like. Man, this is what we prayed for. This is what the church prayed for. This is what I prayed for. I Mom. wanted revival. And when <laughs> revival doesn't look like what I thought it looked like, it Good. doesn't mean we start complaining. It means like, oh, my gosh, revival's happening. And praise God, because I was a part of that, whether I was behind the scenes or whether, whether uh, you know, I was praying or I had this small part to help raise up, you know, other people, whatever that part is. I mean, we got to start, start celebrating one another. 
Yeah. Um, you know, that's like, you know, uh, you know, me and Nick, we get to connect, you know, we, we should be celebrating one another. We're not in competition with each other. You know, we have a similar heart. You know, we have a similar heart for the kingdom to see people um, have revelation and understand who they are. And, you know, we still have a heart for the supernatural and the prophetic and healing and, and souls coming into the kingdom of God. But we, I think we, what we understand, I think that sometimes, you know, how much more can we do in terms of the kingdom if we do it together and, and we see everybody being able to believe that God can use them. How much more can we see in terms of harvest than we can if we do it by ourselves? I mean, like if I walk around every day trying to figure out how to do it by myself, it, it just may not. I might touch a little bit here and there, but man, if everybody's doing this, you know, and if and if Kanye can and if Kanye West can, you know, reach two thousand people in a service that are young people and millennials that I can't reach, then Praise the Lord, man. I'm going to be cheering that on. You know, I, I'm going to be the first one rooting for that. You know, I mean, I don't know everything about his life, but I know that Jesus had to be patient with me and, and, and he's still working. I mean, he's probably still patient with me, even though, you know, we can start to think that how far we've come. Uh, we still got a long ways to go in comparison to like Christ. You know, I'm still growing. Kanye's still growing. Nick's still growing. You're still growing. If I reach somebody for Jesus, you know, today, you know, they may not know anything about Jesus except for what Jesus did to them. And they've got to go out and they're supposed to share that gospel. And they're more likely to see people come to Christ because they know unbelievers. <laughs> so, so like just empower them, encourage them because, you know, what they're going to, they're going to figure it out. They're going to start to get revelation. But if we start squishing that stuff and saying, well, you know what, you don't have, know enough yet. You don't have enough experience yet. I mean, it, it, it feels like, you know, that it's not the same God. You know, it, it's like certain people have a better God than others, and it's the same Jesus. And, yeah, we're growing, but if they can learn to hear God and walk in that, I mean, it's powerful. And I know Nick believes this, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. I'm trying to pass it to you, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, to echo what Dennis is getting at here, I, I don't. I have no interest in conferences for the sake of conferences, events for the sake of events. I, I think people as a whole are, are done with that in general. I think there's there's such a hunger and a thirst for more, for manifestation. I would say, I, I would use the word incarnation. We're, we're, we're wanting to incarnate the word of God, Jesus Christ through us, Christ in us manifesting. Yeah, that's honor. a good word. So, so, okay, but does that mean we get rid of events and conferences? Like, Absolutely not. We have to reframe what it is. We we have to, you know, we have to come into the right context. You know, I'm as Dennis is sharing all this. I'm just I'm feeling the fire still, and I'm I'm uh I'm thinking about like Hebrews where it says the the heavens were framed by the word of God, right? That yeah. that God framed the heavens by His word, and then His word breathed life. So so there's something about gathering with in the midst of prophetic and apostolic gifting that provides a framing. And that's, yeah. that's that's a little bit of what I was just getting off of Dennis right there. He was framing up a vision for the harvest, a vision for empowerment and for what is happening and what will happen. And and when you when, when you come and you gather with other believers and you enter into that frame, you 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 enter into that, you receive that word. It, there there's manifestation that comes out of that. So so it's That's still good. so important that we gather 
that we that we engage in the prophetic and in the apostolic and we, we get equipped i mean that that doesn't change and so that that's part of all that but it but it has to be unto the greater works it's got to be unto the fullness you know we everybody knows that we're we're in such a a incredible epoch of time people even if they don't know that in their heads there's a knowing in people's hearts even if they don't know the lord there's a sense all over that we're entering into a new era and uh, and a lot of people interpret that through a fear-based lens they 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 look at it as like we're entering into a season of great judgment and destruction and all of this but we're (laughs) entering into i believe our brightest days you know for those who are coming into uh the truth of who they are in christ this is the most exciting time and so God, is, he, he is, he's raising up voices and people to speak into that, to frame a vision for the harvest that, that we can just grab, we can grab hold of it. So, so yeah, I, I, I just want to affirm what, what, what Dennis got into there. That was good. <laughs> oh man. Amen. Is Lisa still there? I yep. see her. She can't hear us though, huh? I'm here, but I can't, I'm listening on a delay. So, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, okay. oh yeah. It's it's. <laughs> so so I let me let me just let me just say something because Dennis, you were talking about the Kanye thing, and this thing has been like so on my heart, like that that God has been using. He has been using him, and and the thing there's been a a couple of things, and I, I don't know if I shared this with you, Dennis. I might have personally. Yeah, but what happened cool. is I was watching one of his interviews. I saw Kanye's interviews and he was talking. And as, as he was talking, I, I saw a vision. And in this vision, I actually saw like an hourglass of like time. Mm. It just turned over as he started to talk. And I saw one grain of sand drop uh, because I think that he has started something. Kanye has started something, has started a move that God is using. He's yeah. using people. He's using people who are, are have an influence already and he's starting to, to move them and he's starting to, to shift a culture and he's trying to get back because what, what he said, what I felt is that he's after his children and what would a yeah. father do to get a child back? What would, right. what would, he use what would he be willing to to do in order to get his child back his children back and that's what i i kind of feel like he is going to start using people like the kanye west but i think it's even going yeah. to be different people who are going to start coming out of the out of the, the the places out of like the wood you know the woodwork so to speak and they're going to be start yeah. coming out of like the caves and they're Absolutely. going to be used by god because he really wants to get his kids back. And, and so there is something and then what you said, Dennis, is that we as kingdom should be excited about that. We should be we like, should. yes, come Absolutely. on, because he has such an influence. We can't get to, you know, we can't get to these, to these gangbangers. We can't get to people who are doing drugs. We can't right. get to those people. They're not listening to, to any kind of Christian television, Christian, anything, but right. yet they're going to take Kanye's music. They're going to listen to Jesus is King. Hello, anybody yeah. who is, is is saying that that is there's something wrong with that. They, they, they I guess they haven't read Jesus is King. Like my you, chicken you know, if the spirit of Antichrist does not <laughs> say that Jesus is King. That's not yeah. what the spirit of the you know they're like well that's what it's an Antichrist. No, it's not. It is the truth. And so what he's doing is he's he's starting to move and shift out of churches, and that's why religions having like a 
they're having a mental breakdown with it because they're like, well, who's going to come to my church? Who's going to come to my service? And how am I going to teach them? And and then my stuff is going to go down. No, God is breaking out of religion. He is breaking. That's why I think that the John 151 event, as opposed to conference, I, I think that that is something that God is really starting to do is he's making these events, just like Kanye had an event, but it was a game changer. It was a life changer. And so I, I'm super excited to see because yeah. it, let me tell you something. It is a new game that there are new players because the old players weren't working. One of the first things that the Lord said to me is he said, he said, he said, at least I'm done with religion. Religion has kept my children from me. He says, so I'm raising yeah. up a new church that will do an act as I say. And Amen. I think that's exactly what he said. You know, when, when he said, we're going to do an act as he say, if we're hearing the voice of God, if we're listening to the spirit of the Lord, if we're being led by what this Holy spirit is telling us to do, then we're always going to be in alignment. If that makes sense. Amen. Amen. Well, you know, you know, when when he said it's on delay, so you guys continue talking and I'll catch up. (laughs) Well, 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 one of the things that I think about right when, right when you say that, you know, I, I feel like that God is saving the church from itself. And, hmm. and, and when I say that, well, you know, part of what I mean is like, like, you know, not, we, we don't all do the same thing. So maybe God uses somebody like Kanye. Like I remember years ago that there was a preacher in the Seattle area and he won, he, he would reach all of these lost people and they would come to Jesus. And, but over time, what would happen is that these people would filter into other churches in the area. And like the pastors originally, they were really jealous and they were jealous because they, they felt like this other church was growing so fast. But what ends up happening, you know, even with somebody like Kanye, it, he's not trying to start a church. He's, you know, he says that, you know, he, he's doing a church service and people are coming to Christ, but somebody's going to eventually need to disciple these people. And so, you know, it's not bad for the churches. Mm-hmm. Instead of it looking at like a competition, it's like at some point we're going to need events uh, whether it be like John 5.1 or other conferences or prophetic conference that are going to teach people like how to have a relationship with God, you know, because they're they're They come to Jesus. So like, we're all on the same team. Yeah. Like, we're not working against each other. Like this helps me. This yeah. helps Nick. This helps the uh, Lisa Perna uh, uh, show, you know, and I know that's not what the name of the show is, but you know what I'm, you know what I'm trying to say, uh, you know? And so, you know, it, we have to have hearts of fathers, you know, like in Ethiopia, the same thing happened um, in Ethiopia, like revival broke out in Ethiopia. And I know some people in the Dallas, Texas area, and, and they um, grew up in Ethiopia as children. And they actually went to prison um, when they were kids uh, for believing in the gospel and the church was being persecuted and they were not a Christian, uh, uh, you know, a Christian nation or didn't have a Christian leader. And then, you know, now they have like a, a Christian president and now all these young people, uh, young men are like preaching the gospel in the streets and like people are getting saved and there really is a breakout of God all over Ethiopia. But the, the traditional church is like, they've gotten mad because they thought it would be them. And now they're mad that it's this young generation. I mean, this is like a human being thing, you know, like, like that we've got to work through, like, you know, like we're worried about who gets the credit and, you know, you know, we keep talking about the apostolic, like it's, but the true apostolic makes a difference where when you become, uh, you know, apostolic, you're, it's supposed to produce fathers. 
It's supposed to produce mothers. Oh, come on. And, Seriously, and now. fathers and mothers are supposed to have a heart for their children, and they're supposed to want their children to do better than they are doing. And That's so right. when you have a church uh, or church leaders that grew, uh, you know, and, and, and suffered through the persecution, and they prayed, and they and believed God was going to use them same day, and they held in there. Because they used their sons and daughters, that's not a bad thing. It's a good thing. And as fathers, we were supposed to be celebrating. As the mothers were supposed to be celebrating that. Mm -hmm. And that was that was what the apostolic was supposed to do, is it was supposed to reproduce. And true and true apostolic fathers are not constantly needing to be up front in front of everybody. When they start to see sons and daughters rise up, they're able to pull back and mm -hmm. make room for them. You know, like yeah. you know, on a personal level, you know, the hardest thing I ever did is I planted a church and I gave up that church. And, and, and that was hard for me because it was my baby. I put my life into it. But when I gave up the church, I felt like God had told me I was supposed to do that. And that's, you know, I moved into a different area of doing ministry. But when I would come back, even to the church, I had to move out of the way. Like people were used to coming to me as a leader and I had to learn to be a father. And part of being a father was not that everybody had to come to me. I needed to let the, the let my children or my, my spiritual children become who they were supposed to become. So mm -hmm. I had to move out of the way. So I didn't have to try to be the one to fix everything or to know everything or to do everything. I needed them to become what they were supposed to become. And in doing that, you know, I got to see spiritual sons and daughters that 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 could raise up and become who they were supposed to be. And now I have spiritual sons and daughters because of that. That actually they know who they are. They they feel like they God can use them. And now they actually um, have a heart to be a father themselves. They're not just staying sons and daughters, but they want to reproduce that for others. And, and yeah. so you know. This is part of what we're talking about on a bigger level. You know, it's like, and so God prepares you sometimes on smaller levels to learn how to let go of stuff because it's yeah. not, you know, when we're sons, we're just, you know, to some degree, we're trying to get revelation of who we are. But at some point, you know, the revelation of the son, you know, should bring us into a place of being security that we know that we're sons now. And yeah. we know that sons have, have children of their own. So not only are we sons, but we can become fathers and we're not insecure anymore. We're not, we're, you know, insecurity. I believe like it's a focus on ourselves more than a focus on God. And we keep God from moving, not just from lack of expectation, but we keep God from moving because we're so big, busy magnifying our own insecurities or our weaknesses or, or, you know, you know how comparing ourselves or being jealous instead of saying, man, I know who I am in God. And the yeah. real, the real issue for us as Christians is to ask ourselves this, isn't Jesus enough? Come on. Come I mean, on. When did Jesus quit being enough? You know, I mean, you know, I, I came out of, of a life where I didn't know Jesus, you know, until I was 17. So, like, you know, if Jesus didn't do anything, if I had no ministry and I, uh, I have nothing in terms of where God has given me any kind of platform or influence that way, which I don't think is possible because God will always put a different kind of way for you to influence people as long as you're around people. But mm -hmm. even if all of that happened, that Jesus is enough. And, 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 that's why we're not celebrating because you know, Jesus isn't enough, you Amen. know, and, and, and he's got to be enough and he Amen. really is enough. And, and, and God's looking, he's really looking for people in this season right now 
Um, and I, and to be honest, it's really hard for me to say seasons sometimes. Um, and the, reason, <laughs> the reason why that's hard for me is because I believe we always have the same season in terms of who Christ is inside of us. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Evergreen. It allows us to manifest a season that maybe we did not experience in the past. And, and so, you know, when we allow people to get into that place and experience that for themselves, you know, now we're talking about, we're talking about multiplication yeah. and now wow. we're talking about real harvest, you know, uh, you know, cause now with the Kanye, Kanye West thing, we have all these Hollywood people, Brad Pitt came to Jesus. Um, Come on. You know, I saw that um, Anthony Hopkins received Jesus, you know, he came out of atheism and alcoholism, you know, Muslims are you're being saved in droves right now. And I mean, one time I came out of a service and I saw all these posts of all these things that Jesus was doing. And I've been like, I think I had nine or 10 days where I've been preaching week after week. And I'm kind of like, uh, and I came out and I started looking at this stuff. I scrolled down. And I was like, oh my gosh, did I miss revival? Because <laughs> had already happened from the headlines that I was seeing, you know, mm -hmm. I mean, it been prophesied by, uh, I think Jeremiah Johnson had prophesied, you yeah. know, I haven't met Jeremiah Johnson, but I did, you know, I did get a little glimpse of that word and stuff like that. And, and, and talked about how, you know, Donald Trump, uh, uh, Justin B is, is it Justin, Justin Bieber, Bieber and, stuff. and then Kanye. I, I was going to call him Justin or something. And he got, Connie, I just said they were saying that God was going to use them to direct yeah. a lot of the way that we've done things and to create a new way of doing things. And man, I'm all for it. Cause I'll yeah. tell you when I thought I knew everything and, and felt like I knew everything was supposed to go and had to be in control. That was really boring, you know, but I mean, I'll tell you when I, when I started letting go of being in control and just, you know, just embracing, you know, who knows how Jesus might show up, you know, mm -hmm. let's just see what he's going to do and let's just be a part of, it. And if it's God, I don't want to miss it kind of stuff. You know, I mean, life got a lot more fun. And when I quit, you know, you know, worried about what everybody thought about me and whether so-and-so was more anointed than me or, 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 you know, which I don't believe is possible anyways, because I think everybody has the same anointing because it's Jesus. Some of us manifest more than I did. But when I got over all of that, I mean, life became far more fun because I enjoyed me more. I liked myself more. Yeah, I enjoyed right. other people more. I mean, but sometimes I think we just get it caught up in all this external stuff. It's just a big distraction to keep us from being focused on the kingdom and God, the father and what he's saying to us and, and, and even like how to love each other and, and how to work together and recognize, man, that we are way stronger together than we oh, are uh, yeah. like yeah. individuals and yeah. and and we got to learn to be okay with that but yeah. until we get revelation of our own identity you know i i think you know that that we're we're moved by all these other issues and, and we're not content with just mm -hmm. being who we are and who christ is and knowing that he's going to make a way he's going to yeah. create opportunities he's going to do this and, and you know that's what i love about jesus is nobody can tell you that god can't use you just go out and start meeting people and, and see what God says. And man, pretty soon you'll have more than enough to know that, to keep you busy, you know, cause yeah. there's, there's so much in the gospel. Anyways, I'm, I, I know I, 
I didn't mean to be this excited tonight. Uh, you know, I wasn't to be this excited. And yet I'm, I feel excited just as we start talking about the gospel and the potential of other people. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amy Rogers just put unity is key. And that's, that's what the right. Bible says, you know. That's right. That's one of the main things that the church is missing today yeah. is, is, is the Bible says that the world will know us by our love one for another. And, and I, think, I think the world looks at the the, the traditional church right now and thinks, man, doesn't seem like they love each other very much. It seems like they're all against each other. And yeah. you know, yeah, we're Jerry to Jesus. So I think I should criticize that today. That's right. I mean, we're Jerry. We're like a. I'm sorry. We're like a Jerry Springer show. <laughs> the church. You know where we are today? Seriously. That, today? No, I'm just, I'm just saying that's what the church is like. Oh, we're like yeah, a Jerry, okay. the yeah. church. It's we're like a Jerry Springer show because we're we're constantly trying to pull down. We're trying to humiliate. We're trying to embarrass. We're we're trying to one up. We're we're trying to yeah. disgrace. I mean, if you really yeah. look at what the church is doing, you know, There's pulling out people's. That. Oh, come on now. There you is, know? there is. There's some really good people out there. And some really no, there's good, amazing I, you know, people. I definitely don't want yeah. to think like everybody because there's definitely oh, no. exceptions, but there is no, a no. lot of a lot of stuff where we we have to break through some of that, you know. Yeah. Well, and, and I think that's exactly that's exactly what this is, you know, like with with Nick because you, you know here you guys yeah. were were put together. You guys were so, you know, and it was a divine appointment. And I, I was so lucky that I got to go out and, and have, um, we went out to the diner and we kind of got to to spend some time together. Well, and it was right. so much, right? Good. The diner. Yeah. Um, yeah. You come yeah. to Jersey, you, know, you go to a diner. Jersey you know diner. Love, you know I love Nick and I love you, Lisa, because I don't go to diners unless I love people. <laughs> But this one was all right. <laughs> but this was a good diner, you know, and yeah. that's that's the thing because like with you, Nick, you know, there you have such you too, you have such a father's heart. My goodness gracious, Absolutely. you know, what you're doing and, and how you have spoken to people and, and just have just tried to ignite a fire. And there's something that you do, which I wasn't going to talk about, but the Lord has kept kind of bringing it back to me is that you have actually been able to get into, into schools and also into places awesome. with drug rehabilitation where you're actually helping people to not only get out of addiction, but to help to understand to help them to understand who they are, that they don't need the addiction and that the church Amen. has actually been welcomed. Mm -hmm. it, it be, uh, and it's because of your heart and because of your, it's not only just your humility, but it's also the way that you represent the kingdom and you represent mm -hmm. it well. And Amen. so I think that, so I'd love for you to talk about how we can be that sphere of influence. Yeah. Well, before I, uh, I became a pastor, I was going to school for social work. Yeah, and as I realize, I have to plug my computer in, Lisa. So I'm bringing you with me to the other side of my office here. That that's okay. <laughs> you know, I, lost, I lost my hearing, so and, now, and, and then the all of a sudden, I'm here. Right there, there's <laughs> my wife and my two kids. <laughs> They're so cute. As I, I distract you, as I put in a. <laughs> okay. All right, I'm coming back. So. Yeah, I um I, I graduated from Rutgers University with a degree uh, in social work, and initially I I didn't want to be a pastor of an of an organized church. It was not on my to do list. I 
I, I wanted to, you know, do like campus ministry, revival, house church kind of stuff. And and so I, I went to school to, uh, you know, to get a degree that could give me access into, you know, different fields and, and secular environments. Um, so it's, I, I think I shared the story when I was on last time of how I became the pastor. I won't, I won't share that again. It was amazing how, how God kind of showed me how both worlds are going to collide. And he brought me into a church in order to, to see reformation and to see those walls dissolve and for, you know, the church to move beyond, you know, just, just, just meetings and events just for the sake of events, as we were saying before. Um, but yeah, I, at the same time that I got a job as the pastor here at the, my church, the Almond Branch in, in West Milford. It was just at that point, the church was under a lot of debt and couldn't afford to pay me full time. So I, I was paid as a part-time pastor, really working full time. But at the same time, there was a part-time position opening up as a social worker within the local high school. And um, and because wow. I had done an internship connected to the high school um, and God gave me favor with the supervisor and the director of education, I had an instant in lot. There was like close to 20 people who who put in applications for this job. And I and they told me before, you know, they weren't supposed to, but they told me they were like, we're, you're going to get the job um, because because of this relationship that was built. So I was working in the school district uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, I'm doing stuff at the church. And it was amazing. It was amazing being in both worlds and and seeing God open these doors within a high school. And I come on, our public school system is wow. a rough place, high schools especially. I did work in elementary yeah. school and middle school as well, and it gets less and less colorful and as, as you go up in age. And so I, so I, I got I got this job in the high school and it was it was, you know, it was a dark place. Um, but I um I just had some amazing experiences. I got put in what was called the behavioral disability class. So these are the kids that have the absolute biggest struggles and um are, you know, are are you know, serious problems within the school district and one step away from being expelled. They're put into a special environment so they won't interact with other kids. And I got to do counseling with them and it was amazing. The stuff the stuff is I just saw them and this this goes back to what, you know, Dennis is talking about about identity. And what this this whole revolution of identity is about, as I saw them as as God's beloved, you know, they don't know who they are yet, obviously, but but I believe that that core identity is in all people. That's something I absolutely believe. I believe that Jesus died for lost yeah. sons and daughters. You know, He died for for those who who you know ultimately yeah. God made and loved, and and I just I would just look at them with those eyes, and that's to me where it starts. Lisa is like it, it starts with our perspective, like. We got to get a revelation of our identity. We then we have to get it. Maybe even before that, we got, or at the same time, we got to get a revelation of of the identity of the lost sons and daughters of God out in the world, the way God yeah, sees, yeah, yeah. the way Jesus sees people. That's a good word. Yeah, and it was just that perspective shift that opened up more doors of connection with kids that would then all of a sudden start requesting counseling services with me. Like multiple kids are wanting to meet with me because they felt there was something there that they they weren't receiving elsewhere. They weren't receiving at home, definitely, most of these kids. So, right. so it starts with how it really always goes back to identity, like, you know, on multiple levels. And so for me, yeah. that was key. That was key. Seeing these kids through the eyes of love, asking like, and sometimes I'm telling you, the stuff that came out of these kids' mouths, the stuff that they would do, I mean, it was like, 
I had to take a bath at night, you know, like just a <laughs> bath to like wow. get it out of my mind. But, but as I asked the Lord to show me himself in them, you know, mm-hmm. show me his love for them. Show me the hurting child that's inside this teenager that's been abused, that's been, that's been lied to by the enemy. They, it just, it just revolutionized my, my counseling, my ministry, my prayer life for them. Um, so, so it was an amazing season and, and I, I left the school district because it was too much doing that and pastoring after a while. And I felt the green light to go full time with the church and we got out of debt. The church was able to, to, uh, to pay for me to be full time, which was amazing, but I still get calls to this day. It's been five years or four, a little over four years. And I still get calls from the school district asking if I'll counsel kids. They're calling a pastor. Wow, that's I'll, awesome. I'll work with kids. So it's, it's just, it is, it's awesome. And God's going to, God's just opening more and more doors like that. I believe for people, you know, all over the place. Amen. Yeah. And, and I think that's one of the things like Dennis, you know, both what you both are saying is a similar, um, it's a similar song, um, yeah. that God is using that, that he's, he's showing people who he is through the least likely of places, you know, I mean, are the least likely of people, you know, that he's, he's able to, to use people to, he's going to use you, Nick, because you've had this ability and had an understanding of social work. So it wasn't something that, that was foreign to you. And so he's going to use that, you know, with, with me, he used me in cosmetics that's where my ministry started. It started at the makeup counter. Mm-hmm. I started to started to talk to people. started to pray for people, and and started yeah, to to powerful. right where I was. And now I'm doing it at my job, where I'm working with clothing and and dealing with people. And you know, it's like somebody comes in, they have a you know, somebody had like some heart issues, and so I prayed over them. You know, it's like it's uh-huh. what we do, and it's just like with when we go back, Dennis, what you were talking about with like Kanye. You know, this is what he does. This is his, this is, this is who he is. He is an entertainer. He's a performer. He has a huge platform. So why wouldn't he just take the love of Jesus that he just had this epiphany of and share it on the same platform? How could you not? Exactly. And one of the things that I I love. You know how hard that would be to keep in? Heck yeah. It's his first love. That's what the Lord said. Really hard not to share the gospel. And, so yeah. and so, you know, one of the things that, that you said, Dennis, is like you said that when we stop being jealous, when we stop worrying about what this person is doing and start to see, you know, a, a house divided against itself can't stand. When we come together in unity, when people are coming together from diverse places and saying, well, Dennis, you know, your gifting and the way that you prophesy and the way that you evangelize and the way that you tell stories and the way that you engage people is so powerful. And, but it's different than the way that I do things, but we can take, when when we can take my stuff and mix stuff and your stuff and we can put it together and we can make something so much bigger Mm -hmm. because now we're right. Because we're, we're all going to hit different people. Yeah, that's Absolutely. one of the things. And, yeah. and so the Lord talked to me a really long time about jealousy. Mm, and he said yeah. to me, he said, Lisa, the things that I've called you to do, nobody else can do because it's been specifically designed for you. If you that's can't true. fail because it's it's been made and created just for you. Mm. He yeah, said, but in, the, but in the same breath, it's the stuff that like, I can't be Dennis Renier. I can't be Nick Potavini yeah. because I'm not you. 
So I, I don't yeah. have the same inflections. I don't have the same experiences. I don't have the same connections and the same relationships. I don't have the same sure. knowledge. And, and I don't have the same way well, of communicating. That's what's so awesome. Right? And so that's yeah. the whole thing. If we yeah. start to say, and I love what you said, start where you are. Somebody wants yeah. somebody uh, was just uh, I had Good. somebody on a couple of weeks ago and she said, I really want to go out and I, I wish that I could start like praying for people. And so so I didn't know what else to do. But I said, I give you permission as a daughter of the most high God to go out and start praying for people. <laughs> right, right, right. No. And they, that's exactly what people need to hear because sometimes yeah. they need yeah. somebody to tell them that they can go because sometimes they're waiting for permission like they need somebody to to tell them that it's okay to go minister to people, you know, um, you might need permission to go, you know, to take over uh, Nick's uh, pulpit on Sunday, but you know, to go <laughs> share the gospel with people right. like anywhere, you know, that's a whole different thing. We, any of us can start ministering right where we're at. That's, yeah. you know, and, and sometimes I think people, they need that affirmation, but that's, that's a part of like, you know, the part of like even Nick talking about the high school and things, you know, learn how to, he, he fathered those kids in a sense, you know, too, even in the counseling and building relationships with them. But in the church, we sometimes don't do that with the fathering and mothering, you know, and, and you know, that that's a, that's a powerful thing. You know, when we look at ministry in general, like, you know, like you, you look at old covenant kinds of, of ideas, even like, you know, Eli, um, you know, he, he, um, he mentored uh, Samuel. And Samuel was one of the greatest, uh, uh, you know, success stories uh, of a prophet, you know, yeah. that, that became a major influence. Of, but then he has two sons and, and, and they're evil, you know. Yeah. And so even though he mentored him, he mentored him on how uh, to be a minister. He never mentored him on how to be like a father. And if we don't learn to have this, you know, thing of learning to be a father and, and that is releasing sons and daughters, you know, like where we care about them, you know, because to be honest with you, you know, and, and maybe I'm unfiltered tonight. I don't know. But like, I mean, I've watched too many people over the years now use people up and throw yeah. them away um, because they didn't have the right intention as a father or a mother for the son or the daughter. They just mm -hmm. want to use them to cause their ministry to get better, but not necessarily with, with the, the idea of like what's best for the son or the daughter. Wow. And, that, and that's not the right thing, you know? And so we need fathers that would mentor people, um, yeah. not how to be a good minister, yeah. but like, but like how to be a good father. As a matter of fact, you know, years ago, the Lord spoke to me at one point and sometimes I, I don't think people like to hear it this way, but I think it makes sense when I finish. But like the Lord told me he was taking away the mantle of leadership from the church. Mm. Good. Placing it with a mantle <laughs> of fatherhood. And, a and I don't mean that to be sexist. I mean, like it's yeah. a, for mothers and fathers, both mm -hmm. sons and daughters, both. And, 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 and so, you know, and that's because every father and mother is a leader, but not every leader is a mother and a father. Mm. Say that again. Say father. that again. Because that is such a true statement and that is part of the problem because a good mother and a good father wants their children to succeed in whatever Amen. they've been called to do. They Amen. don't try to pigeonhole them. They allow them to be free and to be everything that they are. 
They Amen. encourage Amen. them even in the smallest things. Like I see this gift inside of you and this is like yeah. such a beautiful gift and you should start and they'll start nur nurturing that part of them to, to start to grow out of it because a good mother pushes that baby out of the nest. Right. Yeah, 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 absolutely. A good mama pushes them out of the nest. We don't have our, you know, hopefully you don't have your children who live with you forever. Because yeah, yeah. they have to go and experience life and do their things. A baby bird kicks that baby out as soon as it's able, as soon you know, as it's ready you to go. You're getting fired up here, Lisa. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> because it's something that I'm Good. very passionate about. Because yeah, I, yeah. I, I have seen, I've seen so many times where people have said that I want to be a mentor to you. Yeah. Okay. And they say, yeah. I want to be a mentor to you. But what that means is I want to, I want to take you to where I think you should be. Right, but a right, good right. mama or a good daddy says, I want to take you where God wants you to be. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, that, that happened right, right here in Montana. You know, at one point I had um, several young people as we were doing conferences that would come to me um, and, and they would, and they would, they would say, you know, I feel like God's called me. And the problem was, is they said, every time I go to my pastor, they want to make me a pastor. And, mm -hmm. and so they asked, they started asking like if 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 I would help mentor them because they were looking for somebody they could maybe see that they didn't necessarily have to they didn't necessarily have to be a pastor because I was a minister or a professional in terms of you know maybe I got paid to do ministry that they didn't necessarily feel like that was their calling but they were very effectively winning people for the Lord you know mm -hmm. so I think the problem because is we get a corporation mentality where we become just like the world and, mm -hmm. and now we respect leadership. And, and then we have a hierarchy of leadership, you know, and, and, and instead of valuing uh, that, you know, we are leading people as fathers and mothers, but, but there's more than that. There's a heart that comes with it that is correct. And mm -hmm. the, the heart, that's the shift in leadership is, is that the shift is, is that as a, a father and mother, the intentions become what's best for you, not just what's best for me. And it's, and, and it has to be like, even even as a father and a mother, the truth is that even if it's not best for me, I'm still going to do what's best for you because you're my child. You know, th that's that kind of heart. And that kind of lines things up. And so, like, you know, that thing you wanted me to repeat was like, you know, it, is that this whole thing that we, you know, not everybody is called you know, or, or not everybody is a leader or, or you know, in the church or that we're not, we, we're not all le leaders, but every father and mother is a leader, but not every leader is a father and a mother. That's right. And so that whole shift um, in terms of the heart, and I know that came out kind of weird at first, but like it came out, but you know, the father and mother heart is what God's trying to, that's what he's trying to yeah. give it. Yeah. You know, and, you know and because when we get revelation of his heart, then we manifest his heart yeah. and then they get his heart. So yeah, sorry, Nick, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just going to say we, you know, in the beginning of this, uh, you know, broadcast, Lisa, we were talking about um, God is dealing with religion you know, in, in, in the church. And there's this, there's this cleansing that's happening and the shaking. I think a lot of times we yeah. think of that as like, you know, especially in the charismatic world, the prophetic world, we think of it as like, I don't know, evangelical mainline Catholic, like over there, like God's dealing with like churches that, that don't allow Holy spirit manifestations. But this, this, this uh, shift and this this judgment, if I could use that word, I, I mean it in terms of healing, in terms of God dealing with stuff. But this, I this knew you were a judgment guy, Nick. On uh, <laughs> on, on religion, yeah. <laughs> on on the religious spirit, 
it is happening yeah. in the apostolic and prophetic movement and the prayer movement big time. And it's dealing with the, these perspectives of what the apostolic is, what fivefold ministry is. And, and it's, it's, it's turning it upside down and it's purifying it. And it's, and it's bringing forth this, the, this revelation that we're talking about, which is bothering and mothering and, and this not being about competition and all, and all of this stuff, this is just the kingdom one oh one, And yet it's, it's the number one part of the kingdom, you know, right. Right. So it, it, it's so much bigger than just God is, you know, getting, getting this fiery, you know, Holy spirit church going. It's, it's a fiery love filled other focused Trinitarian, yeah. you know, Trinitarian is this, this dance of glory and unity between the father and son and spirit and that manifesting in yeah, all so together, entering into that love. So, so yeah, I, I just had to jump in on that. No, and no, that, 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 that was so good. No, that was Amen. so good. And and one of the things that um that as you were talking about that dance, that Trinitarian, which I love, um, I I see like it's like when you're around Rosie, right? They're all holding hands. But if if you look to the left or you look to the right, each one is pointing at each other. Mm. They're never ever pointing, they can't point at themselves, right? When right, you're holding right, hands, good. you're always pointing, you're always looking at someone else. You're never seeing yourself. You're I'm seeing the you person that. to the left, to the person to the right, to the person in front of you. You never ever see yourself. And I think if we always are are keeping our eyes focused on, on what the Lord is saying, that we keep our eyes completely focused on him so that he can shift our view. In, and that's one of the things too, I think that both of you have that, that father and that apostle. And I always say that I said, a true apostle is a, a father or a mother. A true apostle mm -hmm. really has a father mm -hmm. or mother's heart because a true apostle wants to teach and equip and to send out so as we start to as we start to move, you know, God is really dealing with families right now. He's He's bringing yeah. us back to family. He's yeah. He's working on our our families, our actual home families, but He's also working on His family. We, we're We're mm -hmm. trying to pull people back, and we're not trying to discredit. You know, you there. You know, we always have like that that cousin who's a little weird, or you have the uncle, you know, who's the alcoholic, but they're still family. <laughs> you you don't you don't dismiss them. You don't just discard them and throw them away. When the fat when mm -hmm. the family gathers, mm -hmm. you bring them in. You deal with them. You try to love on them as much as you can, hoping that it's going to be different this time. But you don't just you just don't write them off and. And that's where I think mm -hmm. that where with it where we have to be different from the world is that the world writes people off. Well, you don't fit my checklist anymore, mm -hmm. so I'm getting rid of you. Or you have done this, and so I'm just gonna dismiss you. But kingdom doesn't mm -hmm. dismiss. Kingdom always brings mm -hmm. back, always wants to restore, always wants to rehabilitate, and always wants to connect. It never wants to discard and condone and condemn. Yeah. You know, well, part of what you were saying there too, Lisa, you know, and, and things is connected to what Nick was talking about, this this whole thing about the fire where we're talking about wine and fire and all this other stuff in terms of, but you know, when you, when you start getting this heart of the Father, the revelation, and you start empowering people and encouraging people to be what they're supposed to be and speaking, that's why the prophetic is so powerful. It's like if you use it in the way that it was meant to be used, 
it, it was meant to empower, encourage, and edify people. And so you start having people speak the heart of God over you. It starts causing something to come alive in you, you know, versus religion, which is criticism and jealousy and competition and all this other stuff. But, you know, and then it's kind of like, oh, who are you? Who do you think you are? You know, <laughs> I don't like you because you might take my place or this or that. But like, you know, when, when somebody starts speaking over your life and go, man, that you're an I on a mighty man of God or a mighty woman of God and God sees this about you. And even though you went through this, this is really what you were meant to be. And, mm -hmm. and, and you're bigger and you make more of a difference than you think you do. And even what you see by yourself, all of a sudden it's like, man, I don't have to like protect myself anymore. Mm -hmm. I can let my arms down and I can say, man, I'm free to be who I'm supposed to be. And I can run you know, that, that, that's why we're looking for fathers and mothers that could do that because prophecy doesn't have to be like where you stand up in front of somebody and say, thus saith the Lord. You can do that every day, you know, speaking to people's lives. You don't even have to tell people that you're prophesying. But, the, you know, the, you know, fathers and mothers, they have a voice um, that, that can really be powerful in children's lives, you know. And so, yeah. you know, like, because you know, I was teasing Nick just in case that didn't come out about being a judgment guy because he's really a guy of grace. Amen. Oh, and heck grace, yeah. And grace is about unmerited favor. And the prophetic, you know, when we prophesy, we, pro we prophesy out of unmerited favor. We're not prophesying out of what you have to earn. We're prophesying out of this place. This is who God sees you to be. It's not based on your performance or your past or whether you deserve it. It's based on what Jesus deserves. And yeah. so, you know, and that's what, that's part of the heart that, you know, that is the heart that Nick carries. He's really a grace guy. And so I just don't want anybody to go away and think he's a judgment guy. <laughs> he's not, you know, he has grace for people and has unmerited favor. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I have a verse that's right before me. And, and Paul, you know, he said this, you know, the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians uh, 4, verses 15 and 16, he said, For though you might have 10,000 instructors in Christ, mm -hmm. he says, yet you do not have many fathers. Oh, For in good. Christ Jesus, I have begotten you with the gospel. In other words, I gave birth to you mm -hmm. through the gospel or the good news of the gospel. He says, and therefore I urge you to imitate me. And so Paul was saying, you know what? I'm a father and I birthed you and I showed you my way of life and I did life with you and, 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 I, and, and I poured into your life to make you be this. He says, he says now imitate me. That word imitate is it's the word mimitate, which actually means for people to take literally that like an orator on a stage that you would learn from them and you would learn to act like the way that they acted. Um, and it wasn't like just like ministry from a, from a standpoint that you do it from outwardly, like we sometimes see ministry being done, like, you know, conforming to a way of doing something. It was, he was talking about the heart. He was mm -hmm. talking about, this is the heart that God has given me in terms of a father's heart. Now imitate the same heart that I have. You don't have to be like me, but be like me. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to do things exactly the same way, have the exact same personality, but this is what we're reproducing. We're reproducing the heart of the father. Yeah. And if, if people don't get that, you know, lost people don't need more religion. <laughs> they don't need any, you know, more or less of what they need is they need, they need a revelation of God's heart. Yeah. And we have to be those that would, that, that would, that would show people that, that God's heart is different than maybe what they've seen in terms of religion. Mm -hmm. That's so good. And, you know, just to, to add to that, you know, if you look at the, the story of the prodigal son, it said that the father saw the son far off and went running towards him. 
He yeah, didn't wait tough, for the bro. sun yeah. to come to him. He went running towards the sun. He yeah. wanted to restore the sun. He wanted to bring him back into right standing. And even though the sun thought, oh my goodness, I, I've done such terrible things. I'm such a horrible person. Let me just be your servant. And the yeah. father said, no way. Get me a robe, bring me a ring. Get, so give him an identity, give him his authority. He said, give him his sandals, show him that he belongs, that he was never just discarded as nothing. And I think that when we when we truly understand that that is the father's heart for every single yeah. child, every single yeah. child, no matter how yeah. far they are, no matter how far that they've made mistakes, and because we, like you said, Nick, you know, we we all started somewhere. We all working it out. And Dennis, you said the same thing. We're all trying to work it out. Like we yeah. still all have stuff. We still right. do, and we're working it out because we're not perfect. We haven't been perfected in Christ yet, but it's a work in progress. Well, the, Bible says, the Bible says we're not perfect, but we've been perfected. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, I love that you correct me. Go for that. No, I, no, I, well, no, 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 no. I'm glad. No, I'm glad that you did. No, I'm glad that you did because because I think that's really important because yeah. it's it's the yeah. things that sometimes even the things that I've been taught. That that are not quite right. That they need right. to be shifted and, and they needed to be explained. Well, yeah. so part, you know, part of it is that that actually that that frees us up. You know, when we understand that that yeah. that I'm I might make make mistakes, but I've still been perfected in Christ. That frees me up, you know, because it's not based on my performance; it's based on Jesus. And yeah. since Jesus is my new identity, I've already been perfected. Yeah. And, and that, and that, you know, when we speak that even into our children and spiritual children or those that God brings into our sphere of influence, you know, we have the ability to, to, you know, to help break off that thing that I have to be perfect. Like, you know, somebody, somebody said this once somewhere, um, you know, God's not a perfectionist. No. Yeah. Kind of, a, you know, which can be a real eye opener for people when they hear that sometimes because, because sometimes I think people see God as a perfectionist, like he's sitting there looking and waiting for you to not do something just perfect. And he's going to point out this, this little detail of where you messed up or something like that. And that, you know, but God's not looking at that. He's looking at your heart. And when he's That's talking right. about, when he's even talking about perfection, he's talking about our heart coming into alignment and our hearts get freed up to function the way we're supposed to. When, when we break off all this other stuff and allow yeah. God, uh, you know, to, to begin to, you know, give us revelation about who we are and whether it comes to other people or directly by Holy spirit, you know, mm. um, you know, that, that, that is a powerful tool, you know, cause, Man. cause the only reason why I even said anything there is just cause I don't want people to feel like they always are performing, you know? No, and, it's, and it's not a performance. It's yeah, not a show. And, and we all have, we all have like old language and old ways and repeating things. I still do it too. There's times I'm preaching. I'm just like, Oh my gosh. I just said something I totally disagree with. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know, I don't even yeah. agree with that myself, you know? Right. And so you know, I, I try to catch myself because, you know, when you've been in church a, a long time, you can start to pick up the language. And sometimes when we're speaking to other people, like that yeah. doesn't make sense to them. You know, like, you know, you know, most people, even in the church, the issue is that most people, you know, everybody's trying to get everybody to be humble but the reality is that there's like one arrogant guy and there's 99 people that like actually feel like, you know, they can't, that God can't use them. And then we, we, we come <laughs> up with, you know, a way of doing ministry for the so one guy. It's so true. And, and, and then we screw up the other 99. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I, I, 
you know, I don't, I don't want to live my life that way. And, and I try to even, so I'm even, you know, I think we're all in the place of trying to get, you know, the revelation that our mind would be renewed with those things. So that's not something that, that we're having to try to do. It, it's just something that it, it's, it's becoming a, it's a, it's a, it's a release of, of really what has become a part of us. You know, yeah. we've made it our own. I think I was speaking about that here recently. Like, you know, the Bible talks about appropriating and, and that word, it means to make your own, like the mm -hmm. revelation that becomes your own. So it's not just something that we're repeating. Like if I can get that revelation, like, you know, that I've been perfected in God, he sees me perfected rather than like, you know, you know, just that knowledge of being perfected. And I make that my own. It's going to change the way I live. And so if I, as me as a father can speak that into your life or, yeah. or any other person's life that comes into my life, spiritual sons or people who come to our event mm -hmm. or people in the world that I run into, uh, you know, that's going to break it off. Cause you know, religion is always telling people, well, you got to do this right. You got to do that right. Otherwise you can't really be a part. You're not. And that's how people feel, you know, and I've watched people even in church, they, they go away and they get saved and they, they feel like that they fail that somebody, you know, is no longer going to accept them. You know, it's like that weird uncle or whatever, you know, and, 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 <laughs> go away and, they, and they don't feel like they've been, you know, that, that they, that they're worthy to come back and be a part of the church or a part of the family. And the reality is that they're gonna, they're gonna make mistakes because they're just, they're just trying to figure it out. I mean, they got saved and they didn't just all of a sudden know everything that they were supposed to do to be a Christian. God's God's like, you know, um, showing them. And that's why like you and I, we're still learning, you know, we're still God cause God's still teaching us. He's giving yep. us revelation himself. And so yep. we're still growing, but that's the fun thing about being a Christian. It's a new adventure every day. <laughs> it's a new adventure every day. And I, yeah. and that, and I think that's the, the thing about identity. Because as you understand who you belong to, you understand that you have a father who loves you, that yeah. that he and that you can be assured that what he starts in you, he will finish, yeah. that yeah. he's going to he's going to help you to right. get healed of those wrong idea ideas that you yeah. have about yourself and about him, that mm -hmm. he's going to send you people who are going to help to encourage and to help strengthen and to help That's you so grow, good. that That's you're so going good. to start to to see things in a new way, that you're going to start to live life in a new way, not Amen. because of the expectation, but because you've been changed. It's like when you, when you start to get changed, you can't go back to the old way of living. You just, you just can't. It's like when Amen. you start working out and you've become really diligent at working out, it, it takes a lot. If it's something that you really love and, and you really have felt that transformation, the minute that you go off, you go, oh, no, I got to get back to the gym. I got to get back to eating healthy because right. there's something inside of you that's like, yeah, you can't go back. You can't go back to that unhealthy way of living. You can't go back to this. There's something inside of you that shifted and changed. And as soon as you bring in bad food or you're sedentary, you know, your body starts to tell you, uh, hello, you need to start changing. <laughs> I, I see Nick over there. Look like he has some revelation. To, I know to he does. I was just about to. I, I'm just glad that I'm perfect. It really helps. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> oh man. 
No, I, I, I actually just, we, we just on Sunday, we talked about Romans chapter six being co-crucified with Christ and that oh, we have so been good. made perfect. So I, I told everybody you are, you are so perfect. You are perfect yeah. and perfect <laughs> in him, so in him. And there's, yeah. And there's freedom that flows out of that. So this it's, it's like living from the place of the heart. That's what I'm getting from this too, is like that we, we need to live from that inner place and, and, and there's that, that's where the love flows and that's where you're not as egotistical and worried about all this stuff that, you know, happens and in church world, yeah. you know, so, so Amen. living from the heart, knowing, knowing that your heart is perfect. No, you know, it's been circumcised, you know, right. So the sin right away. So you have a, you have a good heart and that just, just clears everything. It just clears the air you breathe and, yeah, so that's that's good. That's so good. No, so that's would, so good, you know. So would you guys like to, I don't know if either one of you would like to just pray because as we're going into this holiday season, especially that, you know, we're coming into Thanksgiving and there's so much to be thankful for. But just, you know, a lot of times people have a hard time. Um, dealing with, as we talked about, like the relatives that are coming. I don't know where that came from, oh, yeah. but that's that's where we were going. No, we're not going so, way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but but it's it's to, to be able to walk in in that peace and to walk in that assurance mm. that that there that you have been perfected in Christ and and so that that you, they can go yes. in and they can actually shift and change the way that 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 the um that it can be. So, because they're no longer that person. How about that? Amen. Well, I'm going to defer to Nick and let him pray because I feel like he needs to talk more. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll talk to Jesus. Okay. Amen. Amen. All, right. Amen. All right. Lord, thank you so much. Thank you, Amen. God, for, for each one that's, that's here just through cyberspace. Lord, everyone that's gathered around this broadcast around this time. Yeah. Thank you for, for, just those that um, that you're speaking to, Father, that you have such a rich word for in this season. Father, I, I feel like you just want your children to know that this is going to be a good yeah. holiday season. I really feel a blessing uh, as we go into a new decade. Um, God is God is going to enrich yeah. our lives. He's going to He's going to establish us, and He's going to lead us into 2020 with such peace, with such joy. We're going out of the 2010s yeah. with joy. We're being led forth with peace. I really feel that word for people listening, that you are going to have a good a good holiday season. There is going to be a greater awakening of that freedom in your heart, of who you are. And uh, Lord, I pray that, that, that revelation just unlocked in people. Lord, I pray that you would show them how, yeah. how, how intimately, Lord, how close that you are to them, how, how tender you are, and that you believe in them, God, that you have so much hope, so much passion for their lives. Lord, I pray a grace over Thanksgiving, over, over time with family, Lord, over those who, who feel disconnected from family, Father, I pray for a greater sense uh, of knowing that they that they are a part of your body, Jesus. They're not alone, God, that you are bringing people into their lives, God. You're bringing healing and revelation to them. So, Father, thank yeah. you so much. Lord, thank you, thank God. You. I just pray that you would lead us into this next season with thank that joy you. and peace, God, in Jesus' precious name, we pray. Amen. 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 That was so yeah, good. So you guys are awesome. awesome. <laughs> yeah, you're awesome too. 
Well, I, I do. I love both of you very much. And I, I just, I'm really excited that, that and honored to, to call you guys, um, to call you guys friends and, yeah. and to call you family. Because I think that like, as we were talking about, there is such an importance about who you're connected to because you want people who speak into your life and to can see your potential and can encourage you and to help you and support you. And both of you have done that for me. And so I'm very, very grateful and very, very blessed by your, your friendship. You both have really poured into my life, especially last year, you poured into my life in tremendous ways. And, and so I just thank you. And I'm very, very grateful for you both. Oh, you're such Amen. a blessed. Blessed. blessed to know both of you too. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. So I have been putting up revivalcry.com, which is Dennis Renier's website, where you can go and find out all the information for the John 151 event, which is happening. It is happening in West Milford, New Jersey. Yeah. It's happening in January and it's happening. I think it's the uh, 25th, 26th. January 23 through 25. 23 to, through 25. Okay. Yeah. So. Got the Branch Church there where Pastor Nick is at. Which yeah. is a great church, and it's a beautiful church, mm. and the worship is awesome. And Jason Upton is going to be there, who I just, I just adore, and I just, and also um, Wesley and Stacy Campbell are going to be there. Of course, Nick is going to be there, and Dennis is going to be there, and you just never know who else is going to be there. But if yeah, you, we do know that Jamie Fit will be there. Oh, Jamie Fit is going to be there. I don't know yeah, Jamie, Paul, so Paul um, will be there. Oh, and Paulette's going to be there. Okay, she, yeah, she yeah, wasn't. Okay, it's just, it's just growing. <laughs> it's growing because it's a family reunion. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. That's there you that's go. it. It's going to be marvelous. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a it's lot of awesome. fun. And and if you guys are also interested in following Dennis Rainier, you can go to Revival Cry. You can also find him on Facebook. He also has a Twitter account, so you can follow him on uh no on uh Instagram. Sorry, do you have a Twitter account too? I do, but I don't use it much. You got to start tweeting. I know. I know everybody, everybody thinks I need to be more public. I'm trying to figure out how to be more private. <laughs> and you can also, you can also find um, Pastor Nick, uh, Nick Padovini. You can find him on uh, Facebook, but you also, what is your website, Nick? It's AwakeNJ, like New Jersey.com. AwakeNJ. Okay. AwakeNJ. I'm going to put that up and that's going to be um, the next little thing I'm going to put up. So if you guys are, and you can also find out information about your church, which is awesome. Yes. Because I have been there many, many times and I've seen some of my favorite people speaking there, including Dennis. So you guys are so awesome. So, and I'm so excited. Thank you guys for, for sharing this time. It is going to be so much fun. Get your tickets to John 151. Trust me when I tell you, you will not come back the same. Yeah. There is something that happens in that atmosphere mm. and with those speakers that's going to pull up something deep inside of you and it's going to Amen. help you to understand who you are Amen. and where you're going. So thank you guys. Amen. Thank you guys so Amen. much for, for coming on. This has been a blessing. Thank also, you. I just Have wanted to say day. that this is the last show for 2019. How about oh, that? No. This is the last. This is the last touch. Is that right? Yeah, you guys yeah, are doing. You are ending. Now. 
Yeah, you're ending my season. <laughs> you're ending my season. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody watching. Happy Thanksgiving to yes. Nick and, and to you, Lisa. Amen. God bless you guys. And I will be back sure. in. I will be back in February. Keep your eyes uh, peeled because I got some exciting stuff coming up. So just remember to share this broadcast if it has blessed you. You can always check out my website at touchbyprayer.com. But just remember to go out and touch someone. God bless and happy Thanksgiving. Bye bye. God bless you guys. Bye.